Blog Talk Radio. Now we can do this the easy way or we can do it the hard way. The choice is yours. With over 30 years of combined wrestling experience and knowledge, nearly every bit of it Woody's, Georgia Wrestling History presents 3 The Hard Way. Hindu and opening contest. 
and uh, won that won that match pretty strong handedly. And, uh, and the last time I saw him do, he was riding a winning streak. So that's a big win I, for him. You know, he, he, won, <laughs> he, he broke down. I think he stumbled and fell. Uh, then we <laughs> then the second match we had the uh, the movement versus uh, uh, parts uh, two members of the society, which would be to, uh, formerly guy known Roman known as cousin Shaggy, which is just now goes by Shaggy and the Hatter. That was a good hard fought uh, back and forth match, but. With the help of the hair, the uh, the society came out on top. Imagine that. I, I tangled with that but, bunch last time I was up that way, and uh, they're not nothing to mess a monkey around with. Now, in our third match, due to time restraints, the Steiners had to go on third. But, mm-hmm. you know, the Steiners, what am I going to say? No, sir, you're not going on third. So. <laughs> you know what, Woody? I- as as much as, you know, convention says, oh, you got to put them in the main, you got to put them in the main, you got to put them in the main, I always think that is not necessarily a bad thing because it opens up the main event for some of your guys. Yeah. Well, I, you know what's funny? I actually had them scheduled for the semi-main. <clears throat> the semi-main. And, uh, but they needed going a little earlier, so we made it happen. They had a good uh, hard-fought match, and... Uh, Rick and, and uh, Cyrus. Cyrus gave Rick everything he can handle and uh, had the upper hand on him. And the next thing you know, Scott comes in with a chair and and takes, uh, takes up for his little brother. Now, not to mention, I forgot to mention that uh, Logan Chase happened to bring the chair in. Imagine that. Well, not a shock. Not a yeah. shock. <laughs> so, uh, after that, we... Uh, we had uh, let's see another we had another tag match that night. It was um, uh, the the brand new All Star one and two took on Mr. Showtime. Is there a second All Star now? Yes, there is. We have a, there's a team of the All Stars one and two. Uh, they ha- they are they were matching attire. They did the old switcheroo. Oh. Uh, they, they do a lot of the uh, lot of the stuff, kind of like the Andersons did, you know, cutting yeah. off the ring, yeah. uh, working that body, staying on it. Did a lot of t- double team moves. Nothing, nothing flashy, but everything was effective. If that makes sense. I bet it was hot as a firecracker in LJ, Georgia, to see it, that kind of thing hot. again, though. Especially, especially at the end where they did the old swaparoo and one of them loaded the mask and took out Showtime for the pen. So uh, that that uh, the crowd he was the mask. <laughs> yes, the, the crowd was at the mouth. They want they wanted somebody's head. So Absolutely. they all start making their way to the dressing room, running their jaws, and. They turn around and guess who's standing behind them? Showtime's partners by Cody Roberts. Absolutely. So they boy he wears them out and and uh, they went they went at it and there was a little jaw jacking talking about the big tag team tournament this Friday in Canton. But uh, the 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 fans were hot. 
the fans are hot. Uh, I'm gonna fast. I was fast forward through this a little bit. We got a. Oh yeah, well, I can't fast forward it. And I saw eight with two more matches. Uh, the old uh, no, a guy that used to wrestle at Empire a long time was is the uh, world's greatest athlete Johnny Viper. I'm not sure if you've heard of him or not. Yes, yeah, I know Johnny Viper. Yeah, well, he took and on. I was, honest, you know, I was wondering what I was wondering what became of him because I hadn't seen him around since uh, the Empire yeah. shut down. Well, we've been in talks with him. Got him nailed down for a few dates, and uh, you know he's he, he's a real good wrestler. But uh, he took on the ultimate underdog, Ray Ray, and uh, hey, good hard hey, fought hey. for about. But good hard. That's pretty good on paper. For, oh yes, it was real good on paper. It was real good live too. Good hard fought match for about ten minutes. Uh, Went to the arm, went to the arm. Uh, Ray Ray did a roll through, reversed it, got him in that arm bar of his, and uh, actually got the submission on that one. That was a very yeah. good match. Now here's the one that was the showstopper of the night. Kyle Matthews and Torque put on an absolute oh, wrestling. On. That ain't clinic. fair, Woody. That ain't yep. fair. <laughs> An absolute wrestling clinic. They fought for about 17, 18 minutes, just nonstop crazy action. Uh, Kyle started getting up on uh, Torque and about had him, and Logan came in and hit him with a low blow. Uh, fans weren't happy, so we've set up to find a rematch in the future of that, but it was an absolute clinic. Who would have thought that Woody would have brought it back? <laughs> Who would have no. thought that we'd bring it back? <laughs> He's begging for it. I'm going to give it to him. <laughs> but it, it was a, it was a very good show. It was a good turnout, man. That the crowd was hot, uh, and it will be released on DVD soon. Uh, check out uh, uh, Indie Heat Productions on Facebook. That's Indie Heat Productions, I N D I E, uh, and he will have it actually on DVD, and it also will be streaming on. With that Vimeo or whatever that's called now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to doing a lot of stuff. Actually, the Super Show's on there. You can you can get it streaming now for four dollars. So, uh, well, that is something that I would definitely check out. Um, now, I'll, I'll, let me. I'll be hundred percent honest with you. When you started this Georgia premiere mess, I said. I'm not going to sit here and say I know more than my buddy Woody, because Woody's been doing this a long time. But I said, I wonder if they might have took some of his brain out and put it in his knee when they did his surgery on him. So I said, <laughs> Woody's got a dog on He's got a good thing going with DSCW, a uh, loyal fan base, um, just a, a place that's run very well, um, a place that everybody who comes through there either where they're a paying customer or they're in the locker room. There's somebody who enjoys being there. No bickering, no fussing, no fighting. Everybody's pulling the rope the same way. And he is going to break this up, and he's going to go run in every other town in the world. <laughs> I don't know. About, and he's got this crazy new guy who's just as crazy as a loon um, in there with him. I don't know, man. I sure hope this works out for him. But I tell well, you what, after a year, 
it, uh, like you did it. It, it. it worked out good for me. You know, I had I had a partner in Blue Ridge, and I still, you know, still run Blue Ridge once a month. But I, I you know, I wanted to do more traveling stuff. And my my other partner wanted to stay local, and uh, so I talked to Daryl, and and I said, Hey, Daryl, you want to do some shows together? And he was all for it because I just took a liking to the old guy. He was. He was doing a lot for us, and he was helping us out. He had a good mind. Uh, he appreciated what we was doing. And uh, he said, yeah, man, we became good friends and, uh, uh, you know, good partners. And it's, uh, it's been a good it's been a good, good deal. And uh, you know, we're going to do it for a couple more years till we get tired of it. Then we're going to just quit, yeah. you know. What do you but, think uh, – um, uh, Obviously, there's a lot of reasons you were successful with it. Um, let's, I'm going to give you a minute to shine up your boys, though. How okay. much easier was this because of the uh, of your locker room, having guys that are dedicated and, you know, like I said, pulling the same way on the rope and having guys like Torque that, you know, about oh, yeah. the time you started getting ready to go Georgia Premier – Something clicked in him. A had a bit of character change. Aligned with Hook and Chase. Um, you had that hot angle that started up with with the uh, society that started when when they when they got Shaggy on their side, and then you had the Empire thing. But how much did those guys stepping up and maybe doing stuff that you might have not even thought they were capable of? How much did that impact how successful y'all been? Oh, it's, it's uh, it plays a big, big part. One, one thing that I, I will admit, if I got I got them six or eight hardcore guys, core guys that help us set up, head us, help us tear down, help us fix stuff, help us build stuff, even before the show gets started. I mean, they 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 put in a day's work before we get started, you know, and then these guys have took what we went with, uh, what 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 we've built, and they took it and they ran the ball with it, and and they really just blowed me away how how they have uh, took you know just did everything the way it should be, and 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 they had their in they also put their input in, and and we you know we're not mean Daryl's not so stubborn that we won't listen to it you know. Right. We have a meeting of the minds, and uh, we end up, you know, coming to a happy medium, and we end up making it all work. And, uh, man, I got the greatest crew in the world, and I put them up against anybody. I mean, I might not have the prettiest wrestlers. I might not have the best-looking best, rest, best looking wrestlers. But them son of a guns, they, they know what to do. They know how how to do business. And uh, and, and I'm proud of them, and uh if without them, if, if if I didn't have the crew I did, I couldn't do what I do. I, I, we just we couldn't do it. There's no way. And, and look how important that right there has become. You look around. Um, you, you take the, you take our scene. What two, maybe three years ago, um, it was Anarchy and Rampage. Everybody else was fighting for you know third, fourth, fifth. That's who yeah. it was. Um, and those promotions had a loyal crew, and you know, but they also had a lot of guys. You know, 
and they do a shot or two here and a shot or two there. Um, and it was hard to look around and say, and not so much with Anarchy, more so with Rampage. It was a little harder to look around and say, that's a Rampage guy. That's a Rampage yeah. guy. Um, but now, those of us that are doing okay, I know I certainly look at my guys and say, that's my dudes. You know, those are PCW oh, yeah, guys. Yeah. Your guys, those are those are George Vermeer, those are DSCW guys. Rick over in Peach State, those are Peach State guys. Charles out in Monroe at Southern Fried. We have our loyal crew, and if you got that loyal crew, you can really make some things happen. Um, and like you said, they may not be, <laughs> they may not win any beauty contest. Um, <laughs> we might not have a single guy on our rosters, you know, win something in the awards this year. Um, any of that's possible, but. That is truly the key right now is we're all just scratching and clawing for every single person to watch us. Um, that really is the, that is the key to success, to get that crew. And it's so weird that once you have that crew doing well, that's when everybody wants to come work for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when you're doing good, yeah, yeah, that's a fact. That's, uh, you know, that's, and I also I want to add another thing, too. Uh, like I said, I got these guys that put the work in, but here's one thing I do want to admit that when I was in DSCW and, and doing it all at DSCW and going to other places on my own without Daryl, I was like, I was overwhelmed. Uh, a lot of times my mind was spaghetti because I was overloaded. My mind was overloaded. And uh, I have a partner now that will get in there I got a partner that get in there and carry a ring. He'll do the work. He'll get out, hang posters. He'll he'll put in all the work. You know, he earns every every bit of this as much as any of us does. You know, uh, yeah. You know, he, he uh, there's a, there's a lot of things about him that we we couldn't do if we didn't have him. You know, I mean, you know, and I'm not sitting there kissing Daryl's ass. I'm just telling it like it is. You know. It is. I mean, it is. I mean, you look at that Super Show, you look at that Steiner Show, those are things mm-hmm. you wouldn't have tried to do because financially it was not worth the risk. Financially, I couldn't it have done that. I could, I, you know, and, and, and it's not all about the money. Don't get me wrong. Daryl is not, not all about it's the about money. It's the willingness and, to, to get out yeah. there and do it. You know, I, I, I talked to Daryl a lot um, as the Super Show was, was coming together, and it was not. Oh man, look what I can look at the guy I can go book yeah, or look yeah, at the yeah. guy I can go get. It was who can I get that works for this show that will roll up my people? You know that'll because yeah. a lot of people the the uh, the order of the day is go find the hot shot indie guy that don't mean nothing to Jasper Georgia, don't mean nothing to Ella J. Ain't going to cut it in Porterdale. Um, that happens, and I'm not faulting people for doing that because no. there's so many ways to do it. But it is the restraint to not go look at YouTube and say, man, did you see that guy do that 450 and land his feet, landed his feet on the barricade and then he did a backflip? It is the restraint to say that, man, I really like that guy. I could go get him. But to not, <laughs> that is as important as going and getting the right guy is to not go get the guys who don't do anything. That's important. right. And that's sometimes you know me and Daryl we both get carried away. We'll go, 
hey, let's do this, let's do this, and blah, 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 and it sounds great. Then the other one will go, hey, let's tighten this drag up on this reel here a little bit, and uh, let's get up, or let's wait, or let's, the timing ain't right, or, or yeah. do the numbers on this, or, you know. And we yep. keep each other real yep. in because we, we don't make one move without the other now. I mean, one yep. of us, you know, not less, not less it's a give me, you know, something that's, you know, sure. uh, you well, know I got something so Fader was yeah. a slam dunk. <laughs> yeah. when, when that comes across the table, and especially in the situation I had it, you just, that's a slam dunk. You don't think twice, you just do it. Um, and, and I think that that is part, you know, again, Rick and Shane Knowles bounce off of each other. Um, oh, yeah. I had Steve for a long time, and now I still have Steve because Steve oh, and yeah. had our differences. <laughs> um, but sometimes, as as, um, as one of the uh, the men I grew up around told me, I dropped that right on him, and we've been friends ever since. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, all you gotta do is and now, do set him on fire. That's it. That's all I gotta do is light him on fire, and he seemed to understand <laughs> that I cared as much as he did, and so that seemed to that seemed to straighten it out for us. Um, and but I and like you, you gotta listen. You gotta listen to those guys because the guys aren't motivated to do what you want them to do. The guys are motivated to do what they want to do, and you gotta figure out how to take what they want to do and lay it in your story. Um, while we got a couple minutes, did you happen to see Raw last night? I did not. I was at, I was actually at work last night, and I didn't get to see it. Would you share well, it with me, though? Yeah, they did something. Um, I am as disenchanted with the WWE product as I've probably ever been, um, and that's a that's a a product of a lot of things. You know, I'm, I uh-huh. have my own wrestling duties to handle now um, that I'm very thankful to have. I've got a really good job that sends me to Fancy Pants uh, Lake Resorts to <laughs> to do some work. And so I got two kids. I got all these things. So I'm just a little busy. And there's a lot of good wrestling around to go. Um, but I wanted, I was interested to see how they would handle the Goldberg Lesnar face-off on the Go Home for Survivor Series. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, I'm going to screw this up. They're going to mess it up. Um, and what they somehow managed to do was do exactly what we all thought they were going to do and have it work. And it's just one of those things that, you know, they so they lined the ring they, they with, with security guards, six of them facing towards Brock, six of them facing towards Goldberg. Brock's in one corner, Goldberg's in the other. Heyman's talking, Goldberg cuts him off, go back and forth a little bit. And finally, it breaks down. You know, Brock shoves security. Um, Goldberg pops a few security guys, clears house. Brock bails, teases that he's coming back in, leaves. They never touch each other. Oh, very good. Right. And what I was going to ask you about is, how do you think that they can get so many things wrong, and then something like that, they get spot on perfect? Like, what is it? And that, not necessarily just with them, but with anybody, or just in wrestling in general. How do you have times where it seems like you don't know what you're doing anymore, but then you clearly know what you're doing? <laughs> and is that, a, is that a matter of us watching too closely? No, I think I, I have the answer to that. I've actually thought about this. So, and I, my answer could be totally wrong. But I think a lot of it depends who's agenting their matches. Mm-hmm. You know, because 
they give him a little tweaking and turning, you know. I, I'm sure Heyman has a lot of input on the Lesnar stuff. Uh, so, and you know what look what Heyman built out of out of a, a yard full of nobodies, and uh, yep. and I'm sure Heyman has a big big input. And, and, and I don't know if he's their total agent, but I'm pretty sure he probably is. Uh, that, that I, and I believe, you know, it's two agents or matches that really gives a shit. And, uh, and and we know Heyman does. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, it was just, I was, I was, in, and, you know, for us, when it, when it's really good is when you forget to watch it like you're, critiquing and I was not yeah. you know in the beginning I was like hmm let's you know kind of had my arms folded and eyebrow raised like let's see what they do here and I'm like and then you kind of then I got kind of lost in oh you know that security guard is indie guy from this thing and that's this guy and this guy and yeah, then yeah. you know two minutes into the thing I'm like I'm not talking <laughs> I'm not thinking about who's in the ring I'm just sitting there and I'm Watching it like everybody in the audience is, I'm like, "Ooh, what are they gonna do? Ooh, what are they gonna do? Ooh!" And it it didn't become, "Ooh, I would have done this or I would have done that." It was like, "Uh oh, uh oh." So I mean, it's it is amazing that that wrestling has that thing. It's like, uh, you know, if it, you don't see a lot of football teams um, be successful that are very good at one thing or the other. You right. know, the, in the end, whoever's the champion is probably gonna do multiple things really well. Um, but in WWE's case, it does kind of feel like we're really good up top um, and we're not as good in the middle. And then, you know, and then I thought, okay, well, nobody can screw up Brock and Goldberg. <laughs> you know, it's just, it, it writes itself, it prints its own money. And so then, and that segment happened in the middle of the show. So it was interesting what they're going to do with this main event. And then again, the main event comes, and they have Stephanie and Mick Foley in the ring, and they're talking their thing up, and then here comes Shane and Daniel Bryan to talk their thing. And I'm like, okay, we're going to get a talk segment. They're going to go off the air. Well, Stephanie brings out her team for Survivor Series. The um, SmackDown Survivor Series team comes out of the crowd, and you're like, okay, they're just going to do a big brouhaha. Nope. They have everybody square off, and they do a little talk, they do a little talk, they do a little talk, and you're like, oh, well, they're just going to talk. Well, then Dean Ambrose comes to talk, and instead of talking, he just swings <laughs> and he starts he starts the fracas. And the fracas is yeah. going well and then it looks like they're gonna have Roman Reigns be the last guy standing. I'm like it's not a bad it's not a bad move. Um if if you've got the guy you wanna build, then build him. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. But the, the crowd's not really into that, so I don't know if that works. Well then what do they do? They have Seth Rollins slot in and so now they're teasing this whole is the shield back together. So there That's again. It. Nothing else happened on that show really of note. It was a lot of things that I didn't understand, didn't necessarily like. But here I am on my own show on Tuesday night talking to you about the good things they did. So when it goes <laughs> well, man <laughs> It, it really goes well. You know, I think, I, I think you know, and this, you know, I don't know much about ratings or whatnot, but from what I hear, I listen to Steve and uh, and uh, Larry talk, you know, they talk about the last hour of ratings is always down. So I'm thinking they're pretty much meeting up the middle of the card right before – 
you know, Uncle Fester goes to bed. And yes, they uh, are, we, and it kind of corresponds yeah. with halftime of the NFL game. Yes, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because by halftime, a lot of times games have went one way or another. You know, this they're like, oh, you know, they're done. <laughs> yeah. It's it's twenty eight to zip. Let's see what else is on, kind of deal. Yep. Yeah. And and I think when we do get a little critical of them, that is the thing that none of us here have to deal with. Is you know our comp is seven hundred promotions that run in this state. (laughs) It's you know um, it's the 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 bulldogs are on. It's the fairs in town. It's all those things that we say. Yeah. And you know sometimes we just we just do that to cover our behinds because we didn't paper the town or we didn't uh, we didn't hammer Facebook and we didn't get the word out. We do that sometimes. Of course we do. Mm-hmm. But those are real concerns. But we had never had to worry about the, the presidential debate taking. <laughs> no way. Yeah, and, never and that's why. <laughs> what, what, what guys go. Uh, and I, it makes me so mad. I hear it all the time, and this is my smart-ass uh, response always to it. They're always going, damn, Raw is so horrible, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. And I'm thinking, you all watched it. I said, yeah, what does that billionaire know, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that, I have to but check yeah. myself a lot of times on saying, oh, man, this segment is dragging. Yeah. Oh, God, and you still sit there watching it. And I'm like, I got to get up and go to work in the morning. <laughs> He's at work right now. <laughs> yeah. He, he, not only he work, his son and daughter are working there too. Hell, he's friends with the president elect. So <laughs> I say all that to say that when they get it right, they can get it right. Um, and that goes for all of us. Is if you do something on your show that is extremely well done, that's probably the thing they're going to remember. Oh yeah, without a doubt. That's yeah. And for, here's the benefit for us is it doesn't have to be the main event. Mm, no, it doesn't no. have to be, you know, it doesn't have to be the the name that we booked. It doesn't have to be the best thing on the show. Um, we just need a crew that can go find their way. And speaking of part of your crew who is finding their way, I believe we've got a guest in. Would you tell the people who we got coming on here? All right. Uh... This young lady came to me a couple of years ago, uh, Mr. Paul Damon, which used to be Dave Diamond, did uh, used to work for WCW and stuff. But this young lady's needing some help. She just left Dory School, and uh, you think you can help her out? And I said, sure, sure. So, dude, uh, man, we got with this girl. She's a, she's a true athlete. She's uh, got a lot of promise in, in this wrestling business. Well, let's bring her out uh Miss Jessica, powerhouse Lee. Hello, hello. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing all right for a middle-aged fat man. But uh, <laughs> just uh, we wanted to get you on the show, and you know, a lot of people don't know who about Mrs. Uh, Jessica Powerhouse Lee away from uh, the North Georgia area. So we wanted people to know a little bit about you. All right, I appreciate it. But, uh, Matt, you want to start or me? No, well, you get it, Woody. I always start, and I always take up all your time. Okay. <laughs> all right, sounds good. Well, let's, let's start off, Jessica. Let's tell us about how you got into wrestling business. Well, I started watching when I was probably about 12 years old, and I remember the first thing I ever saw was Eddie Guerrero getting whipped into a turnbuckle, and just, like, the way he hit, it caught my attention. So from that time on, I was just like, all right, this is what I want to do. 
So I started researching wrestling schools. And at the time, Dory Funk's place in Ocala was the one that everybody told me about. So I started contacting them and right after I got out of high school and they said, well, we really want you to go to college. And they said that. And of course my parents said that too. So I said, okay, I can do that. So I did college and literally the day I took my last college exam, I packed everything up in my truck. And the next day I was in Ocala, Florida to start training to be a professional wrestler. Wow. Did you, did you, Think about going to any other schools. Did any other schools catch your eye besides Dory that you almost went to and you passed up on? If it wasn't so far away, I had put a lot of thought into going to Booker T School in Houston and even mm-hmm. considered going up to the Carolinas because I think I remember correctly at that time, I think the Hardys were actually doing a little bit of training up their way at a place up there. So those were the two other ones that I considered, but I obviously settled on Ocala. <laughs> but, well, that's good. Uh, so then uh, uh, how, how long were you at the boarding school? Uh, how, I mean, how long was your training process? I would say the thing down there was you started off with a three-month deal just to kind of see, hey, are you really going to do this? Like, are you really willing to do all of this training? Because they actually trained four, sometimes five nights a week. So I finished my three months, and then from there you signed year-long extension. So I actually was down there probably about two and a half years. Wow. Wow. So uh, so were you uh, holding down a regular job while while you were – training still, training five nights a week? I was, probably for the first, I'd say three, maybe even six months that I was down there, I actually didn't have a job. But I got lucky, and I actually worked at a UPS store back here in Georgia before I left, and I found one down there, and they were getting ready to open up a new a new store. So I started working there, and they worked great with my schedule, so I stayed with them the entire time that I was down there. So, yeah, full-time job and training five nights a week and having shows every now and then on top of that. Wow. Wow. You got any questions there for Matt? Oh, tons of them. Um, the first oh, thing I want to know is this college deal um, because I would imagine, I mean, if if I was running a school and I told somebody to go to college, um, that's my first sort of uh, test. If you run off to college and you don't think about wrestling anymore, you're probably not going to make it to the school, especially just hearing the, the regimen that you had to go through, you know, having to be be there a couple years. Um, so you're, you're gone to school. You can do anything in the world. What in the world made you go back down there and sweep out rings <laughs> and tighten turnbuckles and do bump drills and do suicides? What were you thinking? <laughs> I'm telling you, <laughs> I, I love it. Like, I mean, the entire time I was in college, literally the only thing I thought about was, you know what, as soon as I'm done with this, I can start wrestling. As soon as I graduate and finish this <laughs> last course, I can go and I can start wrestling. Because, I mean, I was the kid, I actually, corny and dorky as this is going to sound, I actually bought 
a set of DVDs, which I actually still have to this day, that were from UEW that were, and it has like John Cena, Samoa Joe, Christopher Daniels, and it was How to Be a Professional Wrestler. I would watch those videos, and I would go out on my trampoline, and I would do the drills that I saw in the videos. So, yeah, I was obsessed with it, and I still am to this day. Wow. And, and, you know, (laughs) at 12 years old, I I had a, Mm -hmm. when I started going to PCW, um, my daughter was four, and we went every Friday night. It was our thing that we did, and, and I will always cherish that. Um, not to be old sentimental, but I will. That'll be one of the things I remember forever. Is just how great it was to be able to take my daughter to this thing that I loved, and she loved it too. But by the time, you know, she was seven or eight, she's done. She's out. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> you didn't get it. Like you said, you you, were, you said you were twelve. Um, you must have just. It must have just been in the blood, right? Well, I mean, the funny thing was that yeah, like you say, most kids they watch it when they're younger like the four to eight somewhere around in that age range is usually when they're like oh okay you know that was fun while it lasted but but I actually didn't like wrestling when I was younger like I would turn it and I would my parents would turn it and I'd be like oh no I don't want to watch that stuff you know I was one of the people that was like oh that stuff's fake and I'd be like (laughs) I don't want to watch that stuff but I didn't find out until I was older like um my grandmother my mother's mom actually loved professional wrestling yeah. like she would they would sit in front of the tv saturday nights and watch wrestling so i mean i so far I, she's the only one that i can figure out that i picked it up from but i mean yeah once i started watching it i would literally cancel plans i'd be like oh nope i can't smackdowns on tonight i can't go out and do that i gotta watch my wrestling <laughs> well who was it because at that time you know uh, and we'll, we'll get into this a little bit later because i think this is is this the best time to be a female wrestler? Probably, right? Um, we'll get deep into that in a little bit. But, like, what was it that, that kept you? I, yeah, you love wrestling. I, I, I get that. But, like, who were you really into during during that period, especially the college period? So when I was in college and I was really kind of watching it to get into that, obviously, you know, I think any woman, at least around my generation in the business, they're all going to say Trish and Lita, because those were the women that were like, you know, they're going out there. They're not just pretty faces. They're having good matches. They're main eventing Monday Night Raw before you had Charlotte and Sasha Banks and Bailey doing all of the great things that they're doing now. So they were really the ones, and then Mickey James as well. Like, Mickey James was probably the one that I looked up to the most at that point in time. Wow. And, and the Eddie end, Guerrero thing really sticks out. Go ahead, Whitty. Go ahead. I said, didn't you end up wrestling Mickey James at one time or something like that? I, I actually did. The funny thing was the first day I walked into Dory's school, literally the second I opened up the door and walked through, Mickey James was standing in the office. I was just rendered, I was like, oh, well, I wasn't expecting this. So literally the first day, I'm like, hi, I'm here to train to be a professional wrestler. I actually still have a picture that I took that night with her. And then it was funny because a couple months down the line, sure enough, Nikki James came back and I actually got to have a match with her. So that was pretty awesome. That's amazing. (laughs) 
that's a good story to have. Um, <laughs> did it? Oh, you said two months in. Were you even able to think about the fact that you're having this match with Mickey James, or was it just like, okay, do not screw up. I don't care who this is. Were you were you so nervous that you couldn't enjoy it? Basically, because <laughs> yeah. you know I was very just barely getting started at that time. So then to be like, oh, by the way, here's your childhood hero. Go have a match with her. Have fun. <laughs> so it was kind of. I mean, she was. I mean, I've got to give her credit. She was absolutely incredible. She was super nice, so easy to work with. And you know, I actually, I something got messed up in the match and I like came no, back. No, that I never happened. Just, no, never. So I was just distraught. I'm like sitting up in the locker room almost in tears and Mickey James came over and she was like, Honey, don't beat yourself up over this. She's like, You're always gonna have another one. So, you know, she she was truly a real professional. I loved working with her. And that is sort of the that is, if there was a textbook on what happens in wrestling when you meet your idol, that's typically it. Um, yeah. You you get the match you always wanted, and it is never the match you wanted to have. Ever. I don't care how good no. you are. I don't care where you are. Or you know, it it tends to be that way in wrestling. You either get it too early, or you mm-hmm. get it so far in that it's just A plus B yeah. equals C, and you lock it up, do this, do that, do that. And you exactly. don't notice that, oh, man, if, if you know, 18-year-old me was here now, they'd be wetting their pants. Um, it's just like, uh-huh. yeah. brother, 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 brother. <laughs> See, that's, that's not fair. I, I've never got to work or actually be on a show with my hero. That's what I think. Well, who was your hero, Woody? Oh, I'm, I'm a Terry Funk guy. Uh, I've always been a Funk guy because, you know, what always caught me about Terry Funk with his it was his unorthodox selling that mm-hmm. nobody nobody in the world could sell like Terry Funk. I mean, he was the best. Uh, you know, because fights aren't pretty, you know, and Terry Funk was like, you know, he took him bumps and they were ugly. They were ugly looking. They didn't. They weren't uniform. If that makes sense. Yeah. It makes yeah. <sighs> That's pretty wild. Uh, so, uh, so what brought you back to Georgia? I mean, uh, what, what brought you back home? I know you're from here, so I know that's probably part of it. But uh, what else brought you back here? You know, by the time I left Florida, I had really I had gone as far as I could go. Truthfully, truth be told, I probably did spend too long down there, simply because you know there weren't that many girls coming in and out of that. To me, personally, I don't think there are really that many women that say, hey, I want to be a professional wrestler. And if there are, you know, you're likely not going to be in the same vicinity that they are. So I basically wrestled the same, with the exception of, like, Mickey James and Austin Kong and people that would be brought in every now and then. You know, I basically wrestled the same two, three women all the time, and a lot right. of times when new ones would come in, you know, I was by no stretch of the imagination experienced in any way, shape, form, or fashion, but they would come in with less, you know, less 
time in the ring than me. So it was basically putting two trainees in the ring together. So it was, you know, by the time I left, I was really, I was, I was needing something more. I knew that I needed to, if I wanted to do this as a career, I needed to push myself and I needed to get back and wrestle people better than me and get in the ring training for just different aspects of the business. So that was really what brought me home. And, uh, do you think uh, you that think... has changed a little bit number-wise? Cause, and, and I may have a bad perception on this, and that's kind of why I'm asking the question. Is It looks like now for me that there are so many more women wrestling, but I'm not a woman's wrestler who has to get matched up. <laughs> um, do, you, do you still feel like it's – obviously there's less, but do you still feel like there's so many less than – then you have opportunities to work with a lot of good people. I do feel like with everything that has been taking place on the women's side of wrestling that there probably are more people out there, but a lot of times they're just hard to find. I mean, I've wrestled more people since I've been back up here than I could have ever imagined doing in Florida, and I've learned from each match and each person that I've been in the ring with. So, yeah, I would definitely say that there are – there are more opportunities and there are more opponents and just different different ways to learn. So I think that there are really more overall, I would like to think that there are more women coming around and doing this. Get in there with hmm. me. Oh, okay. So, uh, so, when, so when you left Florida, did, uh, was it an easy process? Did, uh, yeah. Any, any grief uh, from your trainers or anything like that? To, well, that's something I've never asked you, so I don't actually know. You know, did, did they try to make you stay or or anything like that? You know, was it was it a, a smooth process with no hitches? Well, I don't think smooth is quite the word I'd use. Um, <laughs> they did try to get me to stay. Um. It was a big situation. I won't go into full detail, but there was some things told that I had waiting for me, but then it kind of got a little iffy. So, you know, it was, it didn't end very smoothly. Um, I never really had an issue with Dory, but me and his wife always kind of, we kind of bumped heads. So, yeah. You know, it didn't end very smooth, but then again, I don't, which they say never say never, but I don't really know if it was a, if it's a relationship that I would ever pick back up. So. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Uh, that's another oh, one of those uh, stories that gets told a whole lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so you pretty much, uh, they, they were trying, when they saying you were serious about leaving, you pretty much were wanting to, they were pretty much telling you, what you wanted to hear, or they thought you wanted to hear, you might say. Mm-hmm, basically, yeah. And when they found out that I wasn't, that that wasn't going to be enough to keep me, I basically kind of got, you know, I kind of got the boot. So, yeah. but, you know, I mean, I harbor no hard feelings. You know, business is business. And, you know, I harbor no hard feelings. I don't wish them any ill, but... You know, I made the decision that was best for me. Yeah. 
Now, with like Shimmer going on, though, have you thought about just trying to get back to Florida, or have you gone back to Florida just to work? I have not been back to Florida to wrestle, but I really would love to get down there with like the Shimmer, and they have like the Shine shows now, and then actually they've come out with a new, they had their first event this weekend. It's actually called Rise. It's basically like an up and coming for women that want to get into like shine and shimmer. So those are things that I've kind of been keeping my eye on. And if I can get the time, you know, that's something that I'm definitely going to pursue. Yeah. I think that I think it's, it's probably about time. Um, I think you've, and it will, for that, who have, who have you worked here that you've just been sort of, blown away by or, or who have you had really good chemistry with? I know I've seen you in a few things, so I won't I won't speak for you, but uh, who are some of the opponents here who have really kind of sharpened you up? Let's see. I would have to give a lot of credit to uh, Black Widow. I've had a couple matches with her, and she and I just have a very similar style in the ring, so it's always really easy to work with her. I mean, obviously, I'm I'm still learning, so there are still some hiccups here and there, but overall I have a lot of fun when I can get in there and go with her. Um, I've only got to wrestle her once, but I would have to say Jessica Wetmore falls into that same category. What? I really enjoyed the, the match that I got to have. It only happened once. I thoroughly <laughs> enjoyed it. I, that seems like bad booking. Who books that show? <laughs> we had because <laughs> we had a match at a show, and then um, right before, I think it was before that, I actually got to wrestle her at like a smaller, kind of like a birthday party type deal. And I tell you, I really enjoyed getting in the ring with her. And you never know, you know, we may end up back in the ring somewhere down the line. But <laughs> yeah, I'd say those no, two. I'd watch have, that again. <laughs> Battle of the Jessicas. Well, I'll tell you what I do got coming up. You, uh, we talked about this here. You know, we had Mickey Knuckles taking on Dementia Rose here uh, at the big Halloween show, which, which was amazing. And so I, I, I talked to Dementia and got her signed back up, and uh, she's actually going to be taking you on uh, here in the near future. Uh, so yeah, the powerhouse versus uh, the crazy woman. So. Uh, I think that's going to be a very good match and a good learning experience for you. For sure. I'm really looking forward to getting to step in the ring with her one-on-one. I've been in the ring with her in, like, a tag situation, a six-woman tag, and then in a fatal four-way, but I'm really looking forward to getting to get in the ring with her one-on-one for sure. Awesome. Uh, I have another question here. Uh uh, this is this is big money nowadays. Uh, uh, the world of customs, uh, you know, it's you, you got, you know, Matt, you saying it, it's a big business nowadays. What are girls going to make six hundred to a thousand dollars a day doing customs? And uh, you know, would you be willing or ever thought about entering the world of customs? You know, it's something that I've never done. But then again, it's not something that I would say no to. You know, it's definitely, I mean, it's different for sure. But, of course, I mean, it's it's something that I would I would definitely not turn down. So, yeah, that's something yeah. that I would definitely do. Get dead money, girl. <laughs> I, know. I, knew, I know a few people. I might, 
might be able to get your old hookup down there. I know a few people do customs, so maybe we can get you pointed in the right direction. No, I appreciate that. that. Um, <laughs> and I have seen your training regimen a little bit. Um, you never stopped, right? You, you've you been training essentially since the day you started because I know you have spent time in that hot-ass gym that Woody won't cut the air conditioner on in. <laughs> Oh yes. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, you train with the guys primarily, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And you know, do you think that? Let me ask you this: Is at this point, is there really a distinction um, when you, when you're just in training, or has it ever been for you really? Because you said there wasn't a whole lot of girls coming through the school. Was it ever any different for you, or was it just like she's a wrestler? That she trains like a wrestler. Well, you know, in Florida, they were a little different. Um, we didn't actually work with the guys that much. They they really only let us work with the guys down there that they entrusted. So I actually got the opportunity to train. I was in the same training class as uh, Wesley Blake, who is in NXT. Yeah. I actually So he was one that I actually got to learn from a good bit. But he was really the only guy that I got in the ring with consistently in Florida. Now, back up here, the people that I train with, I think guys at the beginning, sometimes they are a little uncomfortable, I guess, wrestling around with a girl, but I'm the kind of person that I will quickly put a stop to that because I'm like, you know what, I'm here for the same reason that you're here. I'm here to wrestle I'm here to learn. I don't want to be treated any differently. I don't want you to go easy on me because I'm a girl. I mean, I'm here for the same reason that you're here. I want to learn. I want to get better. And I can't do that if I get treated differently because I'm a woman and they're used to working with men. So You put that forearm on the button and they have a tendency to get right. Basically, basically. One thing I can say about Jessica, and I, I, I hate to say it, but she, you know she's one of the one of the ones that's really in shape in my dressing room. I mean, Absolutely. she's one of the she's one of the best <laughs> athletes, and and uh, and she's in shape. Uh, uh, which in independent wrestling isn't that you know common. As as much as it is in the big leagues, but uh, she, she is one of the ones that's in shape, and uh, and yeah. I, I applaud her for that. Thank well, you. as we're getting low on time, Jessica, I want to make sure to give you some time to talk about a lot of the achievements that you've been seeing going on with women's wrestling. Um, that that Hell in the Cell match ended the show. Um, how did that, or that, and in just in general, how do you feel about it? I I love it. Because, you know, as a, not even as a kid, but as a teenager and somebody in my 20s, you know, if you're somebody that was wanting to get into this, that's what you dreamed of. At least that's what I dreamed of. I always had dreams of doing what you're seeing, Sasha Banks, Charlotte, Becky Lynch, Bailey, all those girls. I wanted to do what they're doing now. And I was hoping that something like this was going to come back around because they're not just, I feel like for so long women that were on TV wrestling, it doesn't matter. It didn't matter what company there wasn't really a character. They were just a pretty face. You either had the bad chick that you hated 
or you had the good girl next door. There was no real depth to the characters, and I think that's why the fans didn't really connect with it. But now you've got girls that are going out there. They're having the same matches as the guys. They're getting chances to have longer matches. They're main eventing. They're doing things that women in the business have never done, and it's super cool to watch, and it gives you a lot to hope for. And it really, it, if, if, it, if it's really what you want to do, it gets you fired up. Because, like, when you see a promo for two women in a uh, Hell in a Cell match, you know, you can't help but get excited because you think to yourself, at least I do, you know, one day that's what I want to do. That's where right. I want to be, and that's what I want to be doing with my career. Well, you are well on your way. Your work ethic is intact, um, and I, there ain't nothing but uh, the right break keeping you from it. Uh, this has been great. We thank you so much for joining us. Uh, what do you got coming up? Uh, let's see. This Friday I am actually in Fatina Coochie, Georgia, for the Caring Hands Ministry benefit show that uh, David Garrison puts on every year. So I will be wrestling Hollywood Von Royal for the Palmetto State Women's Championship. And then December 2nd I am back with Deep Southern Championship Wrestling in Blue Ridge. I will be, I believe I'm taking on Black Widow that night. So yes, December yep, 2nd, yep. Friday night. So those are the two big ones that I've got coming up here soon. Well, all right. Well, you got a place here. Anytime you want one, you just dial us up, and we'll get you through. All right. I appreciate it. All right. It's been nice talking to you, girl. I'll see you in about two weeks. All right. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Not a problem. Bye-bye. That was a good interview. Very good. That's just somebody you hope the absolute best for. Um, yeah, she, good people, good she people. She works hard. There, man. She's good people, and she 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 does it the right way. Um, she gets in there and she works for it. There's, they, I've not seen her receive one thing she didn't earn. So, hope all the best for her. Well, we're dragging it down, Woody. Um, I know that PCW has been uh, a little. We've been we've been catching our breath a little bit, but we are about to get back in the full swing of things. November nineteenth, we return to the main event arena, and there is a trouble brewing between the carpenter and Bill the butcher. Um, and it really it, it keeps escalating. Oh, it is bad. <laughs> it is it, it is bad. Um, they 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 are not seeing eye to eye in Porterdale. Um, I think the introduction of uh, of jam into sort of their their mix uh Carpenter does not like it. Um Bill is a little confused right now, but I think after he left Bloody the last time he was in action down there, I think it is clearly cemented as to what's going to happen. So they will be in tag team action on opposite sides of the ring against one another. Um and then December the 11th, we are <laughs> 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 We are teaming up with Southern Fried Championship Wrestling uh, for a benefit show. And I can't even believe I'm saying that out loud. <laughs> it's just not Damn. something that I thought would ever happen. Um, but I'm really excited about it. Um, it's it's very similar to how I cut my teeth, you know, being able to work with you and Empire to do a kind of show where we join up. So I'm excited to get back to something like that. And it's for a good cause to boot, so... 
It's exciting time. What is that? Um, we yeah, I'm actually, I'm, I'm actually we hoping that we that. can. <laughs> oh, we are doing that. It's right it's basically smack down between uh, our two our two venues. It's going to be in, in uh, Covington. Awesome. I'll come, come up and get old yeah. Daryl Morris get out, get out of the house or get come out of the woods and come down there. Y'all come uh, see us. Y'all come dude, see us. This, uh, this Friday, November 18th, that's this coming Friday, we're going to be at the old Bevington Elementary School in in uh, Canton, Georgia. It's a night to shine. It's where they're doing the tag team tournament for uh, – for the Georgia Premier Wrestling Tag Team titles, which were actually held up. So, uh, right, we'll get the first round. Give me to give you the lineup on that. Lay it on me. Man, in the first round matches, we have Ray Ray and Terry Lawler versus the All-Stars. Then we have the Georgia all, Heat. That's going to be all the tricks. All the tricks are going to be interesting playing that. <laughs> Then the next and then the next round we got I mean next match we got Georgia Heat versus Cyrus and Torque. So be a really good match. Hot, and hot. the the match after that we have Society versus the Movement. And that would be Shaggy and the Hatter taking on uh the movement. Now here's here's and this is first round too, this listen this match here. The Lynch Mob coming into town to take on the Young Bloods. Are you kidding me? Yes, sir. In the first round, the Lynch Mob and the Young Bloods, it should be a real exciting match. I can't wait to see how this bracket works out. Somebody who uh, wins that might win a title that night. It's a good possibility that they could come from that that side of the bracket because thanks to the I'm favoring the bottom four side of the bracket over the top four, mainly because of established tag teams on the bottom end compared to uh, two throw together, you know, on the top end. So yeah, it's the uh, working it, it should be a really good tournament. I'm excited about it. Uh, All right. And then the well, the day after Thanksgiving. I'm heading. I'm heading to Johnson City, Tennessee, uh, for big time wrestling. Uh, we're down there. We're a vendor. We're gonna have Ted DiBiase at our table, and then the night after that, we'll be heading up to Winston Salem, North Carolina, for Wrestlecade. Uh, once again, we'll have Ted DiBiase at our table again. So, it should be a should be a good. Uh, Yes, sir. Before I die, I might as well get it done. Put the miles on. Before we get out of here, I want to say this. Buddy, I love you, and I'm praying for you. No, I agree. But, man, man, looks like you got it loaded up, ready to go. (laughs) It's a good show tonight. I appreciate it. appreciate everybody for following us. And uh, uh, go to our Facebook page. uh, three the hard way, and uh, tell your friends about us and spread the word. All right. Well, we will see y'all back in two weeks. We'll be rested and relaxed, ready to go, and you can catch Steve Platinum and Larry Goodman on the tipping point in this spot next week. Thank y'all. We thank you for listening to this broadcast. 
production brought to you by the GWH Radio Network. Stay tuned to GeorgiaWrestlingHistory.com for the latest information on upcoming events and more. As always, we thank you for your continued support.